Aren't you just so glad what God's doing in you? Can you just give God thanks to just recognize he's doing something in you, in all of us? Amen. In the week two, so we just started a new series last week called How to Live Through a Bad Day. And so today we're actually just talking about week two of that, right? What's, uh, what's in it for week two? So I want us to go, we're going to jump right in and, and just start talking about Hebrews chapter 12. This is our theme verse for this series and we're looking at it from the message paraphrase. So this is not a translation. that You wouldn't study the Bible using this particular Bible. It's a paraphrase. It's one that you'd read for good reading. And so this is what it says. When you're going through a bad day, it says this. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Isn't that some good wisdom right there? That's the first thing we need to do. Just keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race that we're in. He started it. And he'll finish it. Here's what we're going to do. Study how he did it. So Jesus had a bad day, right? We're going to study and learn from him. How did he do it? Because he never lost sight of where he was headed, he could put up with anything along the way. I love that. Man, he, that, that's something we can think about too. Like when, when we're going through a bad day, don't, don't just start going worst case scenario. Man, you can, you can put up with a whole lot more than you think you can. Especially if you just realize where you're headed. Just remember where you're headed. So he says he could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever. He, he could put up with it. And now he's there in the place of honor right alongside God. Where, where is he? He is at the right hand of the Father. The scripture says he's at the right hand of God and he's making intercession for us. He, he's, take, he, he's taken his Father's hand and he's taking our hand and he's intersecting us. He, it's like a, it's like he's a, an attorney and he's going to bat for us. He's saying, dad, dad, they, they need our help. He, they're going through some stuff down there. He's pleading our case. All right. He's interceding for us. So last week in, in our first part of this series, we talked about the, the first thing you've got to do if you're going through a bad day, the first thing you've got to do is forgive everyone who's trying to ruin your life. Amen. You know, well, there's, you know, nobody's really trying to ruin my life. No, no, no. Maybe not. But you're going to go through a bad day and you're going to get hurt and you're going to get, you're going to have some pains along the way. The first thing you've got to do is try, you've got to forgive. You have to let it go. Come on, say that. Say, let it go. All right. Let it go. Let it go. I can't hold it back anymore. You're going to, you got to let it go. Because if, if you don't, it will turn to bitterness. It'll take up root inside of you and, you, and, and it'll cost you a whole lot more if you wait on it. Take care of it now. Forgive those who are trying to hurt you. So today we're going to actually study the, the second statement that Jesus made on the cross. Now we have to go to all four Gospels to find these statements that he made. And there's, there's a book called, I think it's The Harmony of the Gospels that you can read in it. It actually puts everything in chronological order. And so you can find these seven statements, and it's a whole lot easier to find it there. But we're, we're, we're taking a look at this second statement Jesus made. Have you ever seen three crosses, like on the side of the road or in, at a cemetery or something like that? You ever seen three? And maybe you wonder, why is there three and not just one? Why, why do they do that? Well, Randy Travis wondered the same thing. He said, there's three wooden crosses on the right side of the highway. Why there's not four of them 
Only heaven knows. <laughs> Y'all, come. I can tell it's time change weekend. Y'all, hey, that's really not what his song is about, but it makes for a good tune, right? There, there's three crosses for a reason, and it's because Jesus, Jesus had a bad day, and his bad day coincided with two other people's bad days. And there was two other criminals that were crucified with Jesus on that day. And this is where we pick up the story in Luke chapter 23. We see about these, these, about these criminals. It says, one of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at Jesus. One of the criminals, they, they knew about Jesus. They knew that he claimed to be the Messiah. And so he says, aren't you the Christ? Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. In other words, if you really are the Messiah, then get us down from here. Save us, right? But the other criminal rebuked him. He said, don't you fear God? Since you are under the same sentence, we're, we're being punished the, the same way as this guy. But he says, we're punished justly. So this, this criminal on the cross is owning his sin. He's acknowledging. He's confessing. I messed up. I, I was wrong. I, was, I have sinned. He says, we, we were punished justly for we are getting what our, des, our deeds deserve. Man, we're getting the right punishment. But this man, Jesus, he's done nothing wrong. And he says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Now, this is a great illustration. People wonder, man, is, is deathbed salvation, is that a real deal? Right here. I'm right here. He's on the cross taking his last breath, and Jesus says, today you will be with me in paradise. Amen. That, that's good news right there. That's good news. Now, I don't suggest you waiting until the deathbed. Come on. That's not a good idea. We're not trying to live like that. But, but people, people go to heaven because of moments like this where, where they go, I was wrong. I, and they repent. So Jesus says, you're going to be with me today in paradise. Now, you would think that Jesus is in no condition to be helping somebody else. I mean, he's on the cross He's in no condition to help somebody, but in the middle of his struggle, he realizes he's got a fellow struggler, somebody else who's going through the exact same thing that he's going through, and he's able to show sensitivity to this guy. I mean, this guy is, he's in his last breath. Jesus remains available. He, he just remains available to love on him, to hear him, to minister to him. And so in this moment on the cross... Jesus teaches us a second lesson that will change our lives if we do it. And that's, that, that's this. Help others who are experiencing your same struggle. That, that, that's the lesson we get from this statement. Help others who are going through the same thing that you're going through. I want you to think about that, how powerful that is to instead of focus on your issues and what you're going through, why don't you help somebody else who's going through the same thing? Get your eyes off of your problem. Get your eyes off of your issues. Get your eyes off of where you're at and what you're, what you're dealing with and start to help somebody else who's going through the same struggle. So this, this is so powerful, this principle. If, if we will put it into action, three things will happen. I'll give you real quick these three things. When you help others, it distracts us from our own needs. 
Man, we, hey, we, we've, we're going through stuff. Everybody's got things that they're going through. But when you help somebody else, it, it's amazing that you forget what you're going through yourself because your attention turns to somebody else. And it doesn't seem like it's as big a deal anymore. Like whatever you were going through doesn't seem like it's as, as big a problem because now you're helping somebody else. So every week you help me. I don't know if you know that, but you help me because I know you're counting on me to deliver a word, to encourage you, to lift you up. And I know you're going through stuff. I know you've got, I know you've got things that you're going through. And, and I, I, I want to be prepared. I want to give you something that will, that will encourage you. And so what it does is it actually distracts me from my own needs because I'm thinking about you. I'm, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to pastor you. Do you see that? It distracts us from our own needs. The second thing it does is it, it helps us see the solution. <laughs> it helps us see the solution. Have you ever noticed that, that when you're going through something, it's, it's hard to find the solution? Like it's hard to, to know what to do because you're blinded by it? You're, in the, you're right in the middle of something. You're wringing your hands about it. Oh, I'm stressed. I don't know what to do. But the moment you start helping somebody else who's going through the same problem, now you're like the greatest counselor in the world. And you, you can see clearly, you know exactly what to do. And you start giving out, man, you need to get in church every Sunday and you get in a small group and you, you start serving on the dream team and you got to get around the right people in your life. And man, you just start getting, giving them all the, all the wisdom, but you can't see it when you're in the middle of it. Sometimes you, you're blinded by those solutions. We see it in marriages all the time where married couples, they don't know what to do. How, how do we get past this? But when you start helping somebody else, what you'll realize is you'll give them advice and you'll think to yourself, that's really good advice. I should probably live up to that myself. You know what I'm saying? You start giving out advice and you're like, man, I don't know where that came from, but I need to do that myself, right? That's what happens. We, we see the solution. And then number three, when you help others, it actually puts everything in perspective, Oh, come on. You know that when you're going through a bad day, you think it's a whole lot worse than it actually is. Oh, man, I, I don't know. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. That's your theme song. When you're, when you're going through a bad day, you put a little Louis Armstrong in. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows but Jesus. Man, you... That's, it. That's our theme song when we're going through tough times. Oh, man, nobody else in all the world could know. They, they, don't, they don't know what I'm going through. Yeah, they do. They've been through it before. So what happens when you're in the middle of your problem, you can lose perspective. Oh, man, it's, it's worse than it, than it is. No, when you expose yourself to the needs of other people around you, here's what you'll find out. <laughs> this is so good, y'all. Catch this. Here's what you'll find out, that it's, it's not as bad as you think it is, and you're a whole lot more blessed than you thought you were. When you expose yourself to the needs of other people, you realize your problem's not as bad as you thought it was, and you're a whole lot more blessed than you thought you were. It's just, it's just how that works. So if you have forgotten this, if, 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 like if you've forgotten how to, how to press into that, maybe you need to... Maybe you need to change your perspective, change your position a little bit. If you've forgotten that it's not quite as bad 
as, as I think it is. Maybe you need to go to a first Saturday serve outreach. Man, we, we do those once a month on the first Saturday. Show up and just love on people, hear their story, pray with them. It, it'll help change your perspective. Maybe you need to, uh, maybe you need to go on a, a short-term missions trip. Man, as, as City Hope uh, continues to grow and organize, we're going to do uh, um, uh, missions opportunities, and you'll have chances to go on, on short-term missions opportunities, missions trips. I remember the first one I went on was to Trinidad and Tobago. And I was in, I was in high school, and that's been a long, long, long time ago, but it was life-changing for me. It's a developing or developed country, but it's different. In the, it's in the Caribbean. They drive on the left-hand side of the road. Come on, that takes a little bit getting used to, doesn't it? And so um, I, I remember it was life-changing, seeing things just in a different perspective than, than what I was used to growing up in East Tennessee. And it, it just it changed me in such a powerful way. My favorite thing that happened on that trip, though, was um, we, were, we were in the van. Now, they, in Trinidad, they call trucks vans, all right? And so we're in, in, in the van. We're going, I don't know, from the airport somewhere to the church. And we'd just gotten there, and our tour guide... Uh, he leaned out the window to this truck that was next to us. And it was just, man, he, he had done some crazy stuff to the truck and got it up and going. And, and uh, it, it was just one of those just kind of hodgepodge things. And he leaned over out of the window and he said, hey, what's wrong with your van, man? And that was, I, I love that was so, it was awesome. We talked about it and joked about it the rest of the, the, rest of the trip because it was just so funny. And that, that, he was with us the whole trip. It was awesome. But that one trip changed my life. It changed me forever. I, it put a hunger in me to go on missions trips from that point on. I've, I've been to the Philippines, and I've been to uh, Europe, and I've been to Mexico five times to one particular place in Mexico called Juancito. It's a Tarascan Indian village in uh, the state of Michoacan. And in this uh, Tarascan Indian village, most of the men are alcoholics. Man, they, they, they drink their income away. It's nothing to just walk down the, the, the dirt roads and see men passed out under the influence of alcohol in the broad daylight. They, they live off of about 30 pesos a day, $50, 50 U.S. dollars a month. Uh, their, their, their living conditions are just rough. I mean, they, uh, uh, mud huts, uh, the, the dirt floors, it's You've not seen anything like that before. And I'm telling you, it will change your perspective. You come back to America singing, My country tis of thee, sweet land of liberty. Man, you, you're excited to come back because it changes your perspective. It changes the way you think about things. And I'm telling you, maybe, maybe, maybe you just need to change your position. Because when you change your position, it will change your perspective. When you get out of your comfort zone, you put yourself in somebody else's shoes, it'll change your perspective. So, Isaiah chapter 58 says, uh, I love this, talks about when we help others. Now, I want you to study this with me real quick. 58 verse 10 and 11, it says, If you will spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry... And satisfy the needs of the oppressed. If you will take care of somebody else who's going through a bad day, then your light will rise in the darkness. Your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. Hey, that's good news right there. I, I want him to guide me. 
and he will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land. He will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Here, here's what I want you to know. God likes it when we take care of other people, when we help somebody who's going through a struggle. And I'm telling you that if we take care of somebody else who's going through something, God's going to take care of us. And God is a lot better at taking care of you and me than we are taking care of us. You know what I'm saying? He's a lot better. So we, we need to lean into that. There's a miracle that takes place when we help somebody else. In fact, our whole church is built on this, this principle. We teach it all through growth track. And, and I'm, I just want to give you a little snippet today. that Our church, City Hope, is built on this principle, that in order for you to get help, here's what we know. In order for you to get help, we've got to help you help others. And when you help others, you get help. That's a mouthful, so I'm going to say it again. <laughs> for you to get help, you've got to help others. And when you help somebody else, when you help others, you will get help. You'll be helped by that. That's why we focus everybody on growth track. That's why we talk about it every week. Growth track, it's the next steps. Growth track is about helping you have a life-giving relationship with the Lord. It's not about rules and, and regulations. It's about a relationship with God. It's, growth track's about helping you find freedom and get past your past, settle your yesterdays. Do you know what I'm saying? Because we all got a past, and we've all got to get past the past. So we, we settle that. Then helping you discover a purpose that God put a purpose inside of you and then to make a difference with that purpose. We say it in really simply four ways. We want to help you know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. Know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference over and over and over again. That's what we want for you. And listen, our desire is not for you to serve in the local church because we need you. Do you, do you hear me? Like, we, we don't want you serving because we're, we're, we need you on the team. No, we want you. We, we could use you. We could use your gifts and your talents. But the real motivation behind you discovering your gifts and making a difference is for you. Because when you make a difference in somebody else, it makes a difference in you. You're following me? It makes a difference in us. So in, in 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 1, Verse 3 through 7, it says this. It says it this way. All praise to, to God, the Father of our Master, Jesus the Messiah, the, the Father of all mercy. We're just bringing praise to him, man, just loving on Jesus for a minute. God of all healing counsel. Check this out. He comes alongside us when we go through hard times, and before you know it, he brings us alongside someone else <laughs> who's going through hard times so that we can be for, there for that person just as he was there for us. Do you see that? God puts you in their path to be there for them just like he was there for you. And it goes on to say, we have plenty of hard times that come from following the Messiah. If you thought that, that serving God was going to be rainbows and unicorns, that's not in the scripture. <laughs> He says, but, but we also have, we have a whole lot more good times from his healing comfort, too. There's bad times, but there's good times. We get a full measure of that, too, he says. When we suffer, oh, man, Ben, you didn't tell me we're going to have to suffer, bro. We really got to suffer? 
When we suffer for Jesus, it works out for your healing and salvation. If you're treated well, given a helping hand, an encouraging word, that also works to your benefit. It spurs you on, face forward, unflinching. Man, it, it builds you up. Your hard times are our hard times. Hey, we're in this together, church. We go through hard times together. We don't bail on each other. You know what I'm saying? We're in this together. When we see that you're just as willing to endure the hard times as to enjoy the good times, in other words, you're not just here for the party. Woo! Yeah, and bad times come, you're like, oh, peace, I'm gone. Yeah. No, when you're, when you're in it for the hard times as, as well as the good times, we know you're going to make it. No doubt about it. You're going to make it. But you've got to walk alongside with somebody else. Be there for somebody else. Every trial that you go through helps you comfort somebody else who's going through the same thing. It, it, that's the way it works. So I, I don't know. Are you getting this? Am I, is this helping you? Are you? I'm just trying to help you see that when you, when you reach a, to a fellow struggler, when you reach out to somebody else, it helps you. Okay? So two ways, there's two ways that, that God will often use you, two, two things that he'll use about you, and that is, like, if you're going to reach somebody, if you're going to help a fellow struggler, he'll do these two things. He will, he will help you help others through your gifts and passions, number one, through your gifts and your passions. And we're not to this section quite yet. He'll help you. This is not in your notes. I'm sorry. I, I didn't tell you that. But this is not in your notes, so you can write it down anyway. How about that? This is bonus material. Y'all like bonus? All right. It, not in your notes, but two primary ways that God helps you help others. Number one, through your gifts and passions. So when God created you, like he put gifts inside of you, there are things that he stirred up inside of you the moment you were born. And, and the tragedy is that most of us never discover those gifts. We never come to know what he put inside of us. That's the tragedy. And if you, don't, you, if you don't discover your gifts, you can't use your gifts. And if you don't use your gifts, you won't be fulfilled. You've got to discover those gifts. He put them inside of you for purpose. So the best way I can say it's like this. Birds fly, fish swim. And when you are, are flowing in your gift, it, it is the most natural thing for you to do. It is, it's your element. It's, where, it's your sweet spot. It's where you were meant to be. That's what God's put inside of you. The second thing that he'll do is he will use your mess-ups. Oh, come on. He'll use your mess-ups. See, the, the problem is that you think you're disqualified because of your past. You go, man, I, you know, I've, I've got a history. I've been through some things, and I just don't think God could use me. The truth is, what you think disqualifies you is actually what qualifies you. It's what qualifies you. You think, man, I, I, can, I can't lead this small group on divorce. I've been divorced. You're the perfect candidate for that because somebody wants to hear from somebody who's been in their shoes before. Who is better qualified to lead an addiction ministry than somebody who was once an addict? Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, take it up an, an, another level. Who better to lead a, a ministry for, for uh, special needs kids than somebody who has a special needs kid? 
Because they know what it's like. They've been there. They've done that. They, they have experienced the, the struggle of coming to a church that doesn't have a ministry for their kids. They get it. So why not them? You know what I'm saying? Like you think, man, I, that disqualifies me. I, I can't do that because I've got this situation. No, God can use you. He can use your mess ups. He wants to take your mess and turn it into a ministry. He wants to take your misery and turn it into a ministry. There's purpose in your pain. I'm telling you that today. He wants to use that. And you might say, well, Ben, I've got issues. Good news. We've all got issues. And if you say you don't have issues, that is your issue right there. We've got them. So you, man, I, all right, Ben, I want to use my gifts. You do that through the growth track. Today, we're, we're studying in growth track. It's di- dis, um, discovering your design. We actually talk about the spiritual gifts. We help you discover those today, right after the service. Feed you lunch. You don't have to sign up. You just show up, and it'll happen right after this service. You'll walk out of there. I, I believe you'll walk out of there going, man, I never knew that about me. I didn't know that's why I felt that way. I didn't know that's why my husband acted that way or whatever, you know. Because it's spiritual gifts that he puts inside of us. So while Jesus was on the cross, he, he's in the middle of his worst day ever, still teaching us a lesson. Still teaching us, help somebody else in their bad day. And so I want to give you a couple things, a couple ways that we can help others. And the first one is this. When you're going through a bad day yourself, you turn to focus on somebody else, number one, offer them stability. Offer them stability. Jesus said it this way. He said, assuredly, I say to you. In other words, Jesus is saying, if I know anything, I know this. Assuredly, I say to you, some of you feel like things are shifting and you feel like the ground is unstable. You feel like your situation is unstable. Can I tell you this today? That on Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand, but Jesus Christ is the firm foundation and he is a solid rock. Amen? Hey, I'm about to go TD Jakes on you right here. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Look here, Psalm 40, verse 2, it says this, He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud, out of the mire. He set my feet on a rock, and he gave, say this with me, He gave me a firm place to stand. He gives us stability. Amen. And, and, and God calls us to give somebody else stability. In a, in a bad day, give them stability. Number two, offer them support. Offer them support. Jesus says, today you'll be with me. Together. Hey, we're in this together. We're about to take our last breath, brother, but we're going to do it together. We're in this together. Jesus encourages this thief on the cross. We're going out together. Today you will be with me. And maybe you feel alone today. Maybe you're here. You're not alone physically. You have family but you feel alone emotionally. You, you feel just drained. You feel isolated. And can I tell you, you're not meant to be alone. God didn't create you to be a lone ranger. You can't make it on your own. You need somebody else with you. Life was designed for somebody else to come alongside of you. And I love this church. I love the fact that, that City Hope is, is growing and, man, we're filling up these weekend services. I love that. I love seeing the crowds of people because heaven and hell are real. And as long as heaven and hell are real, we have work to do. 
As long as heaven and hell are real, I, I want to see this place continue to grow. But it's not all about the piles of people. It's about individuals who need a friend. It's about individuals who need somebody to come alongside of them. It, it's small groups. That's what we call them, small groups. It's about people being able to be real with one another and have a friend in somebody else. You need somebody who knows you because you'll always be as sick as your secrets. Hmm, that was good. You'll always be as sick as your secrets. And, and here's uh, some bad theology that we've learned to believe over the year. Over the years, we've learned to believe that, man, life is, we're not supposed to go through bad times. Jesus is supposed to rescue us from all of the bad stuff. We're not supposed to go through that. No, there, that's right. Listen, Christianity, you're going to suffer. That's the only way I can say it. Suffering is part of Christianity, but suffering alone is not. I'm going to say that again. Suffering is part of Christianity, but suffering alone is not. You need somebody that's going to go through life with you. They're going, to, they're going to lift you up. They're going to pray for you. They're going to be there for you. And that's why we believe in small groups. We're launching small groups this fall, not this summer, in the summer, a six-week uh, six series. And there's going to be a lot of groups you can choose from. You can, you can go to uh, gun range groups, I'm sure the, 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 there's going to be somebody who has a group at a gun range, I'm sure. You just pray and shoot guns. That, that sounds like a lot of fun. Man, you, we, we in Texas, baby. You, there's all kinds of groups. There'll, all, there'll be all kinds of curriculum that you can be part of. But listen, curriculum is not the purpose of small groups. We want you to find a friend. You, you might end up at a get-out-of-debt small group, but the truth is we hope you find a friend. In fact, you might not even get out of debt, but <laughs> you get a friend, you'll be good to go. That's what we want for you. We want you to find somebody who can lift you up, somebody who can encourage you, somebody you can encourage. And if you're desperate for community right now, you can find that here at City Hope. Get on the dream team. Start serving somebody else. Start using your gifts to make a difference. Get your eyes off of yourself and on somebody else. Ecclesiastes says it this way. In chapter 4, it says, A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. You're a lone ranger. You're out there by yourself. You can be attacked and defeated. But uh, two people standing back to back. You see, now i got somebody watching my back. And I'm watching their back. And, and we're in this together. And I'm not going to let anything hurt my brother. But the Bible says that three, three are even better because a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Three is a small group, y'all. That's where you, you get in a group of people that love you, they care about you, they pray for you, and you're not all going to go through the same thing. You're not all going to go through something at the same time. You might be going through something, but the other six, man, they, they're there to, to lift you up and encourage you. And when they're going through something, man, you're having good days and you're encouraging them and you're lifting them up. That's part of life. Get somebody in your life who can lift you up. Number three is we've got to offer them salvation. We give them stability. We give them support. But at the end of the day, we've got to give them salvation. Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. In paradise. Can I tell you, 
that if we take care of people's social needs, if we give them social justice, but we don't give them spiritual justice, then we did not give them justice. If you give somebody social justice, but you don't give them Jesus, you didn't give them justice. We've got to give people Jesus. Give them salvation. The, the, the best English word to translate this, this word paradise is resort. Come on, y'all. Resort. Take me down. Take me down to paradise city where the grass is green. And we, we won't even go to that next part there because, you know, we, we in church. But, hey, take me down, Lord. I, I, I want that resort life, man. You know what I'm talking about? That, that's a great illustration. It's like, it's, it's a resting place. That's what you do at the resort, right? You go, you kick up your feet on the white sandy shores and you just, you rest. That's what you do at a resort. And Jesus is saying to the criminal on the cross here, he's saying, I know it's tough. I know you're going through some pain right now. And I'm, I'm right here with you. I'm, I'm, I'm hurting with you, man. But heaven is coming. Heaven is coming. Jesus didn't rescue them from the cross. He didn't use his power and his angels to, to pull himself down and rescue the criminal. No, he said, we're going to die. It's, it's going to hurt. But heaven's coming. And see, some of us have come to believe that, man, it's not supposed to be like that. Jesus is supposed to rescue me from everything that I face in life. He's supposed to take care of all my needs and all my issues. And he's supposed to deliver me. And he's supposed to, I'm not supposed to suffer. And, and Jesus never made that promise. In fact, to his own cousin, John the Baptist, he didn't rescue John the Baptist. He said, go tell John what you've seen and what you've heard. Tell him blinded eyes are open. Tell him that the lame are walking. Tell him that the favor of the Lord is here. But don't mention anything about setting him free because that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And, but heaven's coming. Heaven is on its way. And so I guess what I'm trying to say to you today, Jesus didn't solve people's problems. He didn't always rescue them out of their situation. And sometimes he, he just simply changed their direction. Sometimes he just redirected their attention. In John 14, 1, he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me, because in my Father's house are many rooms. If, I, if it weren't so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. See, some of you are going through tough times right now. You're, you're, you're dealing with some issues. You're going through some bad days. And if you're, if you're in that moment right now, if you're going through something today, City Hope Church will be the first ones to stand and believe with you. We'll pray. We'll ask God to meet your needs. We'll ask God to bring a solution. We'll ask God to bring healing. We'll ask God to bring deliverance. We'll ask God for a miracle. We'll be the first to do that with you. But if he doesn't, heaven's coming. If he doesn't, heaven is coming. We'll be the first to believe God to meet you right where you are. But if he doesn't, know this, that in just a little while, in just a little while, there's a place with no more pain, and no, no more health issues. It's a place with no more violence. It's a place with, with 
No more crying and no more tears and no more anxiety and no more depression and no more poverty. It's a place where there's, there's hope and there's healing. It's a place where there's no more cancer. There's no more disease. We're going to a place where, where there's, there's no more sickness. We're going to a place where there's hope and there's freedom and there's joy and there's dancing and there's laughter and the Krispy Kreme light is always on. Come on, somebody. We're going there. It's coming. Heaven is coming. So here's what I, I want to leave you with this today. Just, just want to leave you with this one thought. You can write this down and then just put your notes away. This is, this is a temporary home, y'all. And we're just passing through. And if you're going through something difficult right now, here's what I want you to know this. That Jesus offers more than a better now. He offers a better place. He offers a better place. What's, what's the Holy Spirit saying to you today? What's he, what's he saying to you? What's he whispering to you? Man, maybe you're, maybe you're going through some tough times right now. Maybe you're in the middle of a bad day. Maybe, maybe, maybe right now you're like, man, life is good. I, things are going well. And, and if that's you, we're proud for you, man. That is awesome. But the, the most important thing I can offer you today is salvation. That's the most important thing I can give you. Would you bow your heads with me today? Just close your eyes and, and think about, just ask yourself, Holy Spirit, what are you trying to say to me? What are you speaking to me? As you begin to serve others in the middle of your bad day, when you, if, as, as, as you begin to serve others, God's going to meet you right there in the middle of it. God's going to meet you there. You can start putting these principles into practice. Man, start living them out. Start, start giving people stability. Start giving them support. You can do that today. Father, I'm praying for this congregation today. There's so many of us going through bad days, going through struggles in marriage, struggles in finances, struggle with health and children and God, there's so much on our plate. God, we need your grace and we need your strength. And Lord, I'm praying that today, as they begin to serve other people, as they begin to look outward and to not look at themselves and to not think about only what they're going through, but as they struggle with somebody else and they, they begin to love somebody else and help somebody else, would you prove yourself to them today? Meet them right in the middle of their situation. God, I'm praying for strength to apply your word, for strength to live it out. God, I'm praying that you would cause their night to be like the noonday sun. Lord, that their, their light would rise in the middle of the darkness, that, that they would anchor themselves to you, Father. Maybe you're here today and you, you are going through a bad day yourself. Let me encourage you with this. Take your eyes off of your situation and anchor yourself to God to his unchanging word, to his hope, to his truth. Anchor yourself to his word. Maybe you need a friend. Maybe you're going through something today. Hey, you need to find somebody to stand back to back with you today. Stand back to back with them. Believe God for their situation. And maybe you're here today and you just need to know most importantly, you need to know for sure that you're going to heaven. 
like heaven's coming and you need to know that you're going. And if you're here today, you're unsure of your eternal place. You don't have to join this church. it, it, It doesn't even work like that. Like all you have to do is surrender your life to the Lord. Surrender your life to him. All you have to do is give your life to Jesus. But you've got to make a decision. You've got to decide today. The Bible says just confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, and, and you'll be saved. So if that's you, you're ready to make a decision to follow Jesus, to make heaven your home. If that's you, just lift up your hand today. Just right here in the middle of, yeah, thank you. Anybody else? With boldness and courage, thank you. Who else? Thank you. I see you in the back. Who else? Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else today? I I, I want to know beyond the shadow of a doubt, I'm going to heaven. Heaven is my home. Thank you. Thank you. Who else today? Amen. Hey, let's pray this prayer together. Pray this with me. Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. I surrender. You're my Lord. You're my Savior. I believe in you. I confess. I need you. I can't do this without you. Will you be my Lord? Will you be my Savior? My best friend. From this moment on, I will serve you. I will love you with all my heart. I am yours and you are mine. In Jesus' name. Amen.